Welcome to the Catholic Brides Podcast. My name is Anne, and I would like to welcome you to my show. On this podcast, we will be talking about what it means to be a Catholic bride, how to prepare for marriage, and how to walk with your spouse towards heaven. I'm excited that you're here, and I invite you to grab your favorite drink, settle in, and let's have a heart-to-heart about what it means to be a Catholic bride in today's world. everybody and welcome back to the Catholic Brides podcast. My name is Anne and I am your host for this show. I'm really excited um, because I am recording this at night so it's a little bit later than normal when I record podcasts and it's really starting to feel like fall. Yeah, there's a lot of crispness in the air, as I've mentioned in the last couple of podcasts, but even more so now, especially after the sun goes down and you're walking around outside, there's definitely a hint of the fact that winter is on the horizon, which is crazy. It's so crazy that September is almost over and winter is almost here, and I'm just... I'm really looking forward to uh, just the transition and um, I'm looking forward to that first snowfall. I'm not a big winter person, so I'm not really looking forward to um, the 40 below weather that is inevitably coming in January. But as far as Christmas and all of the beautiful things of winter, I'm really looking forward to all of that. So today I wanted to um, do a little bit of a reflection for you. I wanted to read a Bible passage and just kind of reflect on it and reflect on some things that I was thinking about earlier tonight when I was in adoration. Um, There was actually a song from the convent that was in my head and it just kept playing over and over and it was just kind of stuck in my head and every so often it pops into my head and I can't get it out. Um, it's not a song that is sung outside of the convent that I was in because a sister wrote it in the convent. Um, she wrote it there and the community would sing it. So it's not something that I've heard since leaving the convent, but even now, four years later, it still randomly pops into my head. Um, And it talks about the transfiguration specifically and talking about being up on the mountain. So the little section that was stuck in my head, the words go something like this. Lord, it is good to be here. I would stay here content all my days. But you lead me down to the way of the cross to show me the true way of love. And this is such a beautiful thing. Um, It's something that I've actually meditated on quite a bit since leaving the convent. And we'll talk a little bit about that um, as we go through this podcast and how it relates to married life. But I wanted to just kind of start off this podcast by just reading through the story of the Transfiguration um, because I think it would help us to enter a little bit more into prayer and meditation. Um, So I just want to read just the Transfiguration passage for you. Okay, so this is the Transfiguration um, found in Matthew chapter 17. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up on the high mountain by themselves. 
and he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Peter responded and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you want, I will make three tabernacles here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice from the clouds said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And when the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground and were terrified. And Jesus came to them and touched them and said, Get up and do not be afraid. And raising their eyes, they saw no one except for Jesus himself alone. So this, I just kind of wanted to stop here and pause um, because the next verse, they actually come down from the mountain. And um, I just wanted to kind of reflect a little bit on Peter's words here of the Lord, it is good to be here. And just kind of the revelation that Jesus showed them up on the mountain. So as we know, Jesus leads the disciples up the mountain. And a lot of things actually, like this point in the gospel happens on a mountain, obviously. But there are other points that Jesus is also bringing people up onto the mountain to reveal things to them. And to just to reveal a section of his glory, of his beauty. And as we know, the disciples come down off the mountain and some of the next things that start happening shortly after this is that Jesus is led to Calvary and he is led on his way to his crucifixion. And it is um, in that moment up on that hill, I think, and I believe that Jesus gave the disciples the strength to endure what was coming up next, because without knowing fully the revelation of Jesus and knowing exactly um, who he was, I don't think that the disciples would have been able to weather the storm of the crucifixion as well as they did. And as we know, even with the revelation that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and with the transfiguration and all of the beautiful things that they were able to witness on that hill, there was still some doubt and still some humanness behind the crucifixion as well. As we know from the gospel, um, Peter ends up denying Jesus and um, tragically, but obviously we know that Jesus redeems him and brings him back later on. But um, even after just that whole experience, just thinking about it and knowing that we are human, um, but God wants to show us himself in parts of the world. He wants to sh bring us up onto those mountains. And I know thinking about it in our lives, we can think about mountains as a variety of different things. So for me personally, in my personal, my life, um, one of the mountains, I guess, that Jesus led me up on to reveal himself to me was that experience of being able to be in the convent and being able to just witness his beauty and his love through the sisters there, through the participation in the sacraments there, just through elevating our voices to God every single day, multiple times a day in the chapel together, and just bringing us up into that beautiful witness of um, Jesus Christ himself and filling us 
with his love and his peace and his joy um, through the community there. And I definitely know that there that was definitely a preparation for the time to come when Jesus led me down off the mountain into, um, back into the, the regular world, I guess you would call it, <laughs> um, and back into lay life and living um, as not a religious sister, as a lay person. Um, but he also like calls each and every one of us into these mountains as well through retreats or through experiences we have with him, um, very personal and deep experiences. And that is so great and so really good, I think, to meditate on. And now I wanted to tie this back in a little bit to marriage and married life as well, because Jesus obviously gives us our spouses and he gives us such a beautiful time of preparation in our engagement period to be able to marry our spouses. And then he leads us up that mountain. And I think for many, many people, their wedding day is one of the most beautiful days of their life and one of the highest points of being able to experience God in such a tangible way through um, committing to their vocation. And we remember all of the beautiful love that we have for our spouses and all of the just things that come together so beautifully for that perfect day and just the immense love and connection we have with our spouse on that day as well. And I think Jesus does very good in um, preparing us for this day uh, for, through marriage prep and through um, walking through a period of engagement, but then also like basically opens the veil up on our wedding day to be able to experience his love and his beauty in such a beautiful way of being able to accept the love of another person, but also able to give ourselves back in love as well. Um, so it's a very beautiful thing when we're able to just experience this in a way that we previously weren't able to experience. And I think, especially in the few moments of our wedding day, so like our wedding mass and just coming together as husband and wife and all of the things that happen on that day and all of the like spiritual and emotional highs and th feelings that we feel um, definitely prepares us for the road ahead. Um, because I want to be very clear here that marriage is not always walking the road to Calvary. Marriage is not a bunch of lows after that. Like it doesn't just go downhill after you get married. Um, there are definitely times of great joy and there are also times of great suffering. So there is a balance between the two um, extremes. But I want to specifically say that we can think about like our wedding day and thinking back to our wedding day of the time when God's love was revealed to us in such a beautiful way and just recalling that and meditating on that, especially after we've been married for um, several years or maybe a lot of years and just recalling the beautiful way that God was able to show his love through that other person. And also the love that we experienced in being able to be with that person, I think is a great meditation for us to just be able to reflect upon even after we've been married for a while and realizing that God gives us the high points in marriage to carry us through 
the tough times and he gives us times of preparation and great joy and he also gives us times of great suffering because like we know from the transfiguration the next um, big event I guess in the bible would be the crucifixion and to know that um, marriage is a journey of two people together there are highs there are lows and um we're walking it together as well and we get to experience the joy of being married but also the suffering of walking through life together um, because we aren't in heaven yet it's not a perfect world and so there are going to be times of suffering that we're going to have to walk through whether that's illness whether that's um suffering of a loss, um, grieving a loved one, whether that is um, some sort of accident or whatever your suffering and your particular cross might be, you're going to have to walk through it together. And I feel like God has blessed us in so many ways, being able to give us just the beautiful um, object, I don't want to say object, but the beautiful witness of being able to experience that love on our wedding day that we're going to be able to take through for the rest of our life. So if you aren't married yet, um, it might be a beautiful exercise for you to um, keep a journal for those first few days of being married or even in the time leading up to your marriage um, and around that a beautiful time of when your love is just starting to blossom and just starting to be fruitful so that you can fall back on it when you need to and also look back on it to see how much you've grown because as we're walking through life together and as we're walking through these beautiful times of sorrow and these beautiful times of joy there's going to be a lot of growth and there's going to be a lot of depth in, in our marriage and in our relationship and it's really important that we take the time to be able to see where we have come from and see where we are now and to know that the Lord is continuing to bless us and to bless our marriage and to help us to grow in even deeper communion with him. So that is all I really have for you guys today. God bless you and I will talk to you soon. listening to the Catholic Brides podcast. If you enjoyed this content, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast. If you would like to get in touch with me, I invite you to either message me on Instagram or send me an email at catholicbrides at gmail.com. I look forward to having you join me again, and I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Thank you so much and have a wonderful and blessed day.